Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour One. Greetings, America. Welcome. It's Eric Erickson here across the nation from my flagship station, WSB in Atlanta, Georgia, where there's blue sky. Thank goodness. The phone number, 877-973-7425, should you wish to be on the program. Always delighted to have you. Well, interestingly enough, I, I saw this story circulate. On Twitter, a lot of people sharing this New York Times story, and I was like, didn't they run this a month ago? Why are they rerunning it? Well, they're not. It's just people are recirculating the story. From June 4th, 2023, Joe Biden, essentially, uh, the inside the complicated reality of being America's oldest president, they're, they're sharing it again all over the place because in Indonesia... Joe Biden did not go to dinner with world leaders. He was too tired. He was exhausted. The octogenarian president had had enough. And well, now he's in Europe for NATO's big summit. All the leaders get together over dinner to talk privately. Biden bailed again. I'm starting to think it might not be his cocaine in the White House if he can't stay up for dinner. Or maybe this is the hedge. Maybe they're putting him to sleep so nobody suspects it's Joe Biden's cocaine. <laughs> but he's not ha- he's not hanging out with, with the folks at dinner. It's starting to get even notice in the media. This is Mika Brzezinski on Morning Joe this morning. Megan, they also managed to schedule very carefully. Yeah, I think his staff needs to own his age. I'm just going to be honest. I don't think they do a good job uh, helping out the president. And I'm not talking about it like I'm just saying if you are managing a president's schedule and you are managing a president getting on stage and getting off stage and doing getting on planes and getting off plane. And yes. He's 80. You need to be there for him, and you need to make a pathway. And you sure as hell better make sure he doesn't fall on a sandbag. And I blame the staff for that. I mean, these are the things that are going to hurt him. These are things that are going to be played on a loop. Okay? Let him do his job. Let him do his speeches. Let him work on policy. Let him do his connections in Congress, unlike any president that we've seen, uh, I, I don't know, since Clinton. But my God. Make sure, you know, your Secret Service, you're his staff, that you were there and you're telling him what's next. And it's not because don't don't take this as, oh, he can't even get from one place to another. When you're busy and you're on stage and we've been on stage, I've done speeches and I'm so nervous. I'm doing the speech. I'm trying to get it right. And when it's done, I don't know which way to go. And I'm looking for direction. So do a better job. Because you can't have these video images of the president tripping or the president like going the wrong way. It's not going to work in this presidency because his age is going to be a factor. His age is going to be a factor. And it's your job to make sure he gets from one place to another. He can handle the presidency. You have to handle his schedule and where he goes. Well, and and, and the schedule. Oh, 
They're throwing the staff. You, you know, it, it, I, I'm listening to this, and it's striking to me um, the commentary around Ron DeSantis right now is the people who don't like him say, well, this is him. And the people who like him say, this is the staff. This is Jeff Rowe, the consultant. This is the staff. This is this is some other external factor. It's not him. And you have Mika Brzezinski. Ah, this isn't Joe. This isn't the 80-year-old. This is the staff. He's, he's 80. You've got to own it. Um, and notice she said he, he making his congressional connections like anyone, not, not since Bill Clinton. She can't say George W. Bush, who very infamously wooed Democrats, including Ted Kennedy. Nope, she's got to go back to she's got to go back to Clinton. Can't give Republicans any of them any credit. This is just fascinating, though, that they're starting to freak out about the age. And by the way, they should. I don't think it's a coincidence. I do not think it's a coincidence. These stories are coming at the same time. Polling shows Donald Trump is starting to eat in to Joe Biden's lead in the real clear politics polling average. In fact. Uh, when I last checked, I, maybe I should check because it was only a few tenths of a point ahead, but Donald Trump was ahead. Uh, now Biden's up a tenth of a point because of Reuters. The Reuters polling is bad for Joe Biden. It may put him ahead of Donald Trump barely, but his approval rating is 40% and the economy remains everyone's top worry. And, you know, I, I got to tell you, Here's the problem for the Democrats on this. When you are lecturing Americans that, doggone it, don't you know you have it good? You're doing it wrong. There are a series of reports out, and we'll get to inflation. Inflation is still up but trending down. But there are a series of stories out. In addition to concerns about Joe Biden, we've got the Joe Biden is the a-hole story that's out, that, that he's he's nasty to his staff. And, and all the media's like, oh, it's so good that Joe Biden's an abusive boss. It's so good it means he loves them. What What is this? When Donald Trump was president and he would lose his temper with people, the media would do a series of stories on how awful he was. And now Joe Biden loses his temper on people and it means he loves them. And also, don't you know you have it good? Don't you know, you awful bigots, that your economy is good? You crackers in your economy, you're outpacing everybody, and you, you, you're you ungrateful to Joe Biden. You are ungrateful. I don't think this works. You know, there's the old saying about Republicans and Democrats or conservatives and liberals, that conservatives don't like humanity, but they like their neighbor, and liberals like humanity, but they really don't like their neighbor. And you kind of get this in the way uh, the news is being shaped over the economy. All of these stories coming about, out about how the good the economy is and 70% of Americans don't like the way the economy feels to them, the way it works to them. It's still their chop, uh, top story. It's still their top concern. It's still the issue at the forefront of, of the American consciousness. And the Democrats are like, you stupid people. Why don't you realize Joe Biden's done something good for you? You stupid, stupid Americans. Uh, let me ask you something. Those of you 
up in Connecticut listening right now. The further to the east you get in Connecticut, you get away from New York, you get away from Bridgeport, you, you, you head to eastern Connecticut, where no major party candidate has come from in the last decade, interestingly enough, for a statewide office from eastern Connecticut. They've all come from to the west of Hartford. Do you, do you all out in eastern Connecticut, do you really feel like the economy is working for you if you're not in finance, if you're not on Wall Street? Do you really feel like the economy is working for you? Can you find the workers? If you've got a lawn care business in Connecticut working on the, on the McMansions, are you finding all the workers you need? You're in Greenville, South Carolina. Our newest affiliate, WORD, Greenville, South Carolina. I may sneak up there this coming weekend. We'll be in the mountains. Is the economy working for you? Now, we're not talking about one of the law firms downtown. We're talking about are you an electrician, your plumber, your costs are going up. So the people you're working for, their costs are going up and they're complaining more to you about how expensive things are. Is it really working for you? Can you find the staff you need? What about your kids? Are your kids getting a good education? Are your taxpayer dollars going to give your kids a good education? Or are your kids learning about the gender unicorn? Hmm? When you head down towards Greenwood, you get past Anderson, you're down towards Ware Shoals, where my aunt lived down there, rural South Carolina, gorgeous country, gorgeous country, the Lake Greenwood area, Ware Shoals. Is it working for you? Do you feel when you go to the grocery store? One of the local Ingles there? Are you, are you getting your value when you buy your chuck roast for your pot roast? Are you getting value out of it? Is it, is it cheap? You've got a bunch of kids and they all drink milk. My gosh, the amount of milk my kids drink. How's your price for a gallon of milk these days? After all the inflationary increases, you know, the price of a gallon of milk, it's down about 10 cents from a high. You should feel good about that, you bigots. You awful, stupid, blue-collar rednecks. You should feel good about Joe Biden's economy. You are an ungrateful piece of garbage because you're not happy with Joe Biden. You want Trump or some Republican to come in because you're just a terrible person and you are ungrateful. Look at all the good that Grandpa Joe has done for you. I mean, it's not like he's treating you like a seventh grandchild. I mean, this is the problem for the Democrats. This is their tone. When they talk about the economy now, you are supposed to feel grateful. You are supposed to feel good. You still have an expensive time filling up your car with gas, and they're trying to get rid of them. You're still going to the grocery store, and grocery prices are still expensive, and there's still stuff you can't find at the grocery store all these years later. Ladies and your formula, maybe if you stopped having kids, you'd feel better about the world. It's your fault, not Joe Biden's fault. But suddenly the concerns are trickling in. Joe Biden and Donald Trump are essentially tied in the polling. Polls show that if the Republicans nominate anyone not named Donald Trump, 
that person's going to beat Joe Biden. Generic Republican crushes any named Democrat or generic Democrat right now. You find the ultimate generic Republican and put that person up to run against Joe Biden, he wins. That means Donald Trump has a good shot of winning. The Democrats are getting nervous. Sleepy Joe can't stay up in, in, in Europe to have dinner with the NATO leaders. He's tripping and falling over sandbags. It's the staff's fault. It's your fault. His polling sucks. It's the staff's fault. He falls over. It's never Joe Biden's fault. The media and the Democrats treat Joe Biden the way Joe Biden treats Hunter Biden. It's never his fault. He's had a hard life. You just got to love him, affirm him, take care of him, and prop him up. And if you don't, you're a bad person. What Americans want is some accountability. Americans really want accountability right now. They go to the grocery store. The Democrats tell them how good they have it. Look at the copious selections you have, except you don't have as many as you used to, and the ones you have are still more expensive. And they tell you, you should be grateful. Prices have come down. They're still not as low as they used to be. But they want you to be grateful and they resent that you're not. It reminds me of that old East German poet. He wrote a, a poem. Um, oh, what was the name of the poem? Die uh, Lossung. It was by Bertolt Brecht. And this was the East German uprising in 1953. I've, I've mentioned it before. This was a, it was critical of the communist government in East Germany. After the uprising of the 17th of June, the secretary of the Writers' Union had leaflets distributed on the Stalin Allee. That's a road where all the, the party, communist party leaders lived, which stated that the people had squandered the confidence of the government and could only win it back by redoubling work quotas. Would it not be the case, would it not be simpler for the government to dissolve the people and elect another? You got that? That, that was the view, uh, the cynical view posed towards the East Germans. The East German government wishes it could get rid of the people and find another people as opposed to getting rid of the government and finding another government. Right now, the people want to get rid of this government and find another government. And from the media to the Democratic Party, they wish to get rid of you and find the people grateful that their groceries are more expensive, grateful that their gas is more expensive, and grateful that their quality of life has declined. The Democrats want you to be grateful for your life sucking because in their view, it doesn't suck as much as it did last year, so you should be thankful. But you're not. So you, not Joe Biden or his age or his performance or his economy, you are the problem. And as long as the Democrats think that, the odds of them losing continues to go up. Greetings, my friends. How are you? It is Eric Erickson here. 877-973-7425. I mentioned briefly the other day Maureen Dowd, the progressive columnist of the New York Times. She has a piece out chastising Joe Biden for not recognizing his seventh granddaughter. A more powerful piece is out today uh, from Al Mohler. Al Mohler is the uh, chancellor of Southern Baptist Seminary. The conventional political wisdom is that Joe Biden won the 2020 presidential election just by presenting himself as a portrait of normal politics returning after a political freak show. At this point, with President Biden running for re-election, we now know that Biden, for all his famed Irish geniality, is running a freak show of his own. In this show, President Biden is not the main villain. 
his son Hunter is, but the president's artificial self is showing badly, and that's an understatement. What can't be overstated is the joy of being a grandfather. But long before I knew that unspeakable joy, I knew the unearned security of knowing my own two grandfathers. They lived in the same small town in Central Florida where my mom and dad had been born and raised. By the time I came along, both were old men. This brings me to a four-year-old little girl in Arkansas. Her grandfather is president of the United States. She's never met him. The president's infamous son, Hunter, is the girl's father, but he acknowledged that fact only after a DNA test proved his paternity. She's never met her father either. Hunter Biden recently reached some settlement with the girl's mother that involves, you would not make this up, turning over some of his paintings that she will not bear the Biden name. Why do you not make your son do the right thing, Mr. President? Why don't you make him own up to it? You're not that great at this, are you? It's nice that people are starting to call him out, including the New York Times. Good for them. More of this, please. He should be held to account, including his son. Now, I want to account to you that uh, some of you may have computer problems and you need your computers fixed. You don't know where to go. Go to Vision Computers. If you need a computer built for you, a custom PC, Vision can do it for you. In fact, if you do a custom build PC, you can probably save some money and get better options that are more upgradable and last longer. And Vision specializes in that. And then they give you fantastic uh, tech support. You call them, they answer the phone, they fix your computer, often over the phone. So you don't even have to take your computer to them. And they can help anyone or any business nationwide. Just reach out to them, visioncomputers.com, or call them 404-COMPUTE. 404-COMPUTE, yes, they're in Atlanta, Georgia, but they can help you in Dubuque. They can help you in Los Angeles. They can help you in Miami. Doesn't matter. It's what they do, and they have world-class tech support. They answer the phone, uh, and they can remote into your computer. They can fix it for you. They do such a bang-up job. 404 Compute's their number, 404 Compute or visioncomputers.com. If you call them at 404 Compute, ask about the Eric Erickson special. They'll give you a great deal. Vision Computers, do business with them. You know what? I wasn't going to do this right now, but I, I think I'm going to shake up the show and talk about something else instead of, I was going to talk about no labels. There's a big freak out about no labels, but I think it can probably wait. I, I got a, y'all bear with me. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm going where devil's fear to tread here. I'm going into the audio files of Kamala Harris. Cause she is, well, where's the, nope. Do we have it? Do we have it? Uh, maybe we, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Here we go, here we go. Kamala Harris, oh, sweet Lord in heaven. This woman, I swear, listen to this. And I again want to thank the secretary for your work. Uh, this issue of transportation is fundamentally about just making sure that people have the ability to get where they need to go. <laughs> it's that basic. <laughs> Uh, they left out all of her cackling. That's very disappointing. Uh, Kamala Harris is all up in people's business about airplanes and uh, bathrooms on planes and the size of bathrooms on planes of all of the crazy things 
that uh, she thinks we need to work on. It's she's worried about the size of a bathroom on an airplane. So Kamala Harris apparently wants to be the urine czar. I guess that's going to be her new title, uh, Kamala Harris or the P czar. Kamala Harris wants to be the P czar. Of all the things, she she wanted to be the border czar, didn't do much good. So now she wants to be the P czar. Uh, when it comes to airplanes, she wants airplanes to have bigger toilets. Now, listen, I understand that airplanes have small bathrooms. And if you're a very large person, you might have difficulty fitting inside the airplane bathroom. George Will, one time, the columnist, wrote that since uh, Orville and Wilbur Wright took off in Kitty Hawk in the early 1900s until now, the airline industry has made a profit of about a nickel. That sounds absurd, but he's not really that far off. The fact of the matter is aviation is not a very profitable business. You hear about the airline profits, but there are many years of losses. And a lot of their profits come by finagling purchases on the books so that the purchase of the planes are spread out over time to try to make some money. Aviation is not a profitable business. In the 1970s and the early 80s, the airline industry was highly, highly regulated. Ronald Reagan came along and deregulated the airline industry, and it drove down costs. In the 70s and in the early 80s, it was very uncommon for a middle-class person to get on an airplane. It was what the upper middle class and really the rich and the business people did. When I was a kid, started about 1980, we started flying back and forth to Dubai. My dad's company, on our first trip and our last trip, everything was first class. Every trip between tended to be back of the plane. But we went a lot. And in the early 80s, you dressed up. I remember when I was a kid, I was instructed. My dad insisted, you got to dress nice to get on an airplane. Nowadays, you're on there and half the time, people take their flip-flops off and put their feet up on everything. It's disgusting. In the 70s, you would wear a suit. In the 60s, have you seen pictures of people in the 60s on airplanes? They all had suits and dresses on, and they were not the middle class. To lower prices over time as technology allowed it, airlines started squeezing more and more people on. Sardines in a tin can. To make space, the bathrooms got smaller. Why? because the airlines need to monetize the snot out of every square inch of the plane in order to make money. You may not like being squeezed on the plane. Lord knows I don't like being squeezed on the plane. Nice thing about my job now is I travel so much, I get upgraded to first class a lot if I don't buy a first class ticket. And even in first class, you're squeezed more than you used to be. You still have less leg room, and the back of the plane is miserable. And I get it. I understand it. But the trade-off is you get to get on the airplane. Kamala Harris's demands and pressure to airlines 
to expand the size of the bathrooms on the planes will reduce the amount of available space for passengers, which means the price per seat goes up, which means you begin to price the middle class out of flying, which is probably actually what they want to do. They don't want you to be able to travel very far. They want you in a battery-powered car that limits how far you can go. They want plane ticket prices to go up in price to limit the availability of plane tickets for people. They don't want you vacationing where they get to vacation, the rich and the elite. They don't want you there. I got friends of mine, they like to go to the Dominican Republic. I've never been to the Caribbean. Well, once. I've been to the Caribbean once. I've got friends of mine who go all the time. They they go to, what is it, uh, the Turks and Caicos, and they go to the Dominican Republic. They go to resorts down there, reasonably priced. The elite don't want you to do that. It's bad for the environment. Your carbon footprint is too big. So they can come up with ways, like, for example, look at with the gas stove. They start banning gas stoves, and they say, well, it's the indoor air quality. Now, y'all, I don't know if you know this, but people have had gas stoves for a very long time. And the study that showed gas stoves cause indoor air quality problems literally sealed the gas stove into a room that was small and lined with plastic, and they left the gas stove on with no ventilation, no airflow, no nothing. And so, surprise, it had problems with emissions and fumes and noxious pollutants. There was no vent. There was no exhaust. There was no big room. That was the study from which they concluded we must ban gas stoves. Gas stoves aren't the problem. It's the progressive agenda that's the problem. Kamala Harris wants to expand bathrooms on planes to make them accessible. Y'all, I, 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 got a, I got an issue here. It's not just me. Many of you have had the same problem, and I don't mean to de- be disrespectful to those of you who are sensitive to this issue. I'm a sizable person, but I fit in an airplane seat. I have experienced, and I'm sure you have experienced, people who do not fit in airplane seats. And there are these TikTok influencers who clearly are suffering mental issues, who are morbidly obese. They get on the plane and their backside takes 10 minutes to get there with them. And they then get upset that they have to waddle down an aisle sideways because they can't fit regular because they're too big. And then they complain that the airline wishes to charge them for two seats. When they're one person, they shouldn't have to pay for it. It's discriminatory against them. No. Diet. Take those shots everybody's doing these days. Lose some weight. Fit in a seat. You are inconveniencing everyone around you. And now to accommodate you in a bathroom you can't fit into in an aluminum tube hurtling at 500 miles an hour, 35,000 feet in the air, they want to price everybody out of existence so you can fit in a bathroom. What they're really trying to do is raise the rates, raise the price, raise the cost so you can't travel at all. Some of you somewhere right now, you're on our 
affiliate out in Oregon, in Salem, Oregon, and your family is thinking, we wanna, we're not going to make it to Orlando to Disney World, but we can at least make it south to Disneyland. And we can take a reasonably priced flight on Alaska Airlines or something, and we can get down there on the cheap and we can have a good vacation. Not if they decide to expand the bathrooms on the planes for the fat people. The cost is going to go up. The cost of everything is going to go up. And they're okay with it. This is the Biden administration's plan. Listen, you can't mandate to airlines that your bathroom has to be able to comfortably fit a 400-pound person. You can't mandate that without them taking seats out of the plane to make space for that 400-pound person in the bathroom. You take a seat out of the plane, the cost of every other seat on the plane goes up per passenger. It prices the middle class out of it. And this is the entire backdoor plan of the left and their environmentalist agenda is to backdoor price you out of everything. They think inflation is good. They think the cost of beef going up is good because you have to eat less of it and cows fart and cause global warming and they don't want you eating farting cows. They don't want you flying either because flying is bad unless it's their private jet. If it's a commercial plane, you've got like icky human beings on it who are middle class and poor. I bet many of you get on a plane and you have a green chat bubble. That's the worst of all people. The people with the green chat bubbles. They're the real pores, and we don't want them on planes. So we got to, like, expand the bathrooms and say we're doing it to help fat people when really what we're doing it is to limit the number of you pores who can get on a plane and show up in the Dominican Republic where the rich people are. These are the plans the Democrats have to raise your costs. That's why inflation is still up. Inflation is still up, folks. When they say, well, inflation is down to 3%, it doesn't mean it went down. It doesn't mean prices went down. It just means it was increasing at 8%. Now it's increasing at 3%. It's still increasing. And they think it's good because it limits your ability to consume. And you consuming things, you mouth breathers, you're polluting the planet. And so as costs go up, you consume less. As ticket prices go up, you fly less. As car prices go up, you drive less. As gas prices go up, you drive less as your EV won't get you very far. You can't go anywhere. And it's a good thing, according to the left, because it keeps you in your place away from the people with the blue chat bubbles, away from the Democrats and the elite. It keeps you priced out of the market. It keeps you home and it keeps your carbon footprint small. And that's what all of this is about. They can say it's for accessibility and the disabled and the fat people. But really what it is about is keeping you in your place. We used to, as a country, pride ourselves in the freedom of mobility and the freedom of travel. That freedom of mobility and that freedom of travel is now a bad thing because it comes with a carbon footprint. The environmentalists have so woven their ideology into the Democratic Party, you now have the vice president of the United States wanting to be the PZR on airplanes and limit the size of airplanes and the th expand the size of the bathrooms so that fat people can pee at 35,000 feet. This is what we've come to as a nation. We are not a serious people. They at least are not a serious administration. But, you know, I bet 
if we officially give her the title Pizar, well, Willie Brown might be intrigued. Now, we need to tell you about Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile is a great cell phone company that shares your values. They're conservative and Christian, and they fund the causes you care about, from the Second Amendment to the pro-life cause. They fund conservative parents battling wokes on school boards, and they want your business. You grow their business, you grow their profits. You grow their profits, you grow their giving to the conservative causes. And what do you get in return? Guaranteed great service. They use the same cell towers you're probably already using. All you do is go to patriotmobile.com slash Eric, patriotmobile.com slash E-R-I-C-K, or you can call them, 972-PATRIOT. They have 100% U.S.-based customer service, so if you call them, you're talking to someone in the United States, not Mumbai. And they give you great discounts if you're a veteran, a first responder, an NRA member, a teacher. You've got a lot of kids who all need cell phones. They can save you some money. PatriotMobile.com slash E-R-I-C-K or call them 972-PATRIOT. Tell them I sent you. You get free activation. And as you grow their profits, they grow their giving to the causes you care about. So you're helping the conservative movement just by taking your existing phone number and moving it to Patriot Mobile. Or they'll give you a new phone number. PatriotMobile.com slash E-R-I-C-K. Hello, welcome. It's Eric Erickson here around the country, across the nation, all over the Fruited Plain. The phone number is 877-973-7425, should you wish to be on the program. This hour of the program is brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan, wherever you are nationwide. If you run a business and your business needs access to capital to buy a building, build a building, buy a franchise, let them know. FirstLibertyGA.com. Spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a fit for their program and they for you. FirstLibertyGA.com. So there's a salacious story out that lawyers with business before the United States Supreme Court paid a Clarence Thomas aid via Venmo. The London Guardian, the liberal publication, says that lawyers made payments to Rajan Vashisht who was an aide to Clarence Thomas, a law clerk, from 2019 to 2021, and I may have butchered his name. The Guardian wants you to know lawyers paid a law clerk of Clarence Thomas money via Venmo. And they say this should be cause for concern. Um, it's former law clerks to Clarence Thomas were the lawyers and they paid the other law clerk money to repay him costs for a Christmas party. That's what this was. It was, it was lawyers who happened to have worked for Clarence Thomas gone out into the private sector. They got together for a Christmas party together. One of them put the money up front and the others paid him back. That's the actual story. And they want you to think this is scandal. At some point, when when do even people on the left say this is starting to jump the shark? Uh, we need Fonzie out here in the sh uh, on, on water skis for this story because this is bizarre. This is insanity. All it is is a Christmas party for which people reimburse someone the cost of the Christmas party. That's the story. But the left wants you to think it's some massive conflict of interest. They want you to think it's some terrible deed. They are clearly out to destroy Clarence Thomas because they need a proxy to destroy the conservatives on the court. Because Clarence Thomas is the leading conservative on the court now. Uh, they're after him. Uh, you know, I think what this does is just kind of probably makes Clarence Thomas dig in his heels. He's not going to go anywhere. I, I just, these sorts of stories 
are malicious and more and more i think uh it's it's destroying not the credibility of the supreme court but the des- destroying the credibility of the reporters showing their axe grinding showing their grievances uh the idea that this is some sort of great breach of trust or conflict of interest or uh corruption scandal is is just kind of dumb they repaid a law clerk for expenses related to a christmas party they had all worked for Clarence Thomas, and that's supposed to be the scandal, according to the media. Meanwhile, pay no attention to Hunter Biden. Pay no attention to the Department of Justice. Pay no attention to Joe Biden. Uh, all these sorts of distractions abound to avoid having to grapple with the reality of the corruption within the Democratic Party and the Biden administration. They'd far rather focus on Clarence Thomas than focus on the DOJ or the White House, or Hunter Biden. And you know, that laptop, it was Russian disinformation, according to these same people pushing the story about Clarence Thomas and his law clerk. All right, when we come back, Ukraine, we must talk about it.